Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're talking about friendship deepening, practical steps continued. All right. Well, listeners, we are back. Brian, it's good to be with you. How are you, man? I'm doing good. In a good mood. Good. We got each other the giggles there for a second. So it's very hard to just get started. <laughs> yeah. I I it's like uh whenever the bloopers on like your favorite TV show, mm-hmm. they get the giggles, you know, so we get uh can't stop without making each other laugh. I actually love those bloopers, like when they're just like they cannot stop laughing for for no reason. Yeah, they just like they're just gonna start a scene and they just look at the other person mm-hmm. like ah, and they it's just, over. Yeah, it's yep. over. And yeah, the, the when that happens to you, I don't I, know. I enjoy that. I personally. don't know how they get some of those like shows on film. Like, you yeah. know, I go back and watch the office bloopers. I oh, don't know yeah. how they get that stuff recorded at some point because like literally they're, they're crying, laughing so hard. And the know? things they're doing is so funny. Like, and, but they have to do it like they're being serious and yeah, it's just, it's amazing. So, well, here we are today yeah. talking about our, this is our last friendship episode. That's right. Yep. We've, we've done it. We are, uh, well, once we're done recording, we will have done we it. We will have done it. Yes. <laughs> and so we hope you've enjoyed this series. Um, you know, we're, we wanted to spotlight friendship because we feel like this is a really important, uh, you know, thing for uh, Christians especially, mm-hmm. that we need to know how to biblically understand friendships right. and how to practically sort of live that out as Christians. It, it's different than... The world, wouldn't yes. you say? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think most things in the Christian life are going to be different, and uh, and we have to think through these things because it's not it's not always like obvious as to how it's different, mm-hmm. and that's why we have to really be looking to biblical principles, and then also like this is stuff we got to teach our children. I think I think kids, you know, <laughs> whether you're a Christian or not, kids need to be taught how to do friendship. Right. Um, we've talked about that. Well, and I some. think this can be a testimony, just like we talked about last week. One of the main differences between a Christian friendship and the and a worldly friendship should be the ability to uh, have conflict and mm-hmm. be able to overcome that. Yeah, work through offenses, you know, and and all those types of things. So if we are Christians, we can be a a witness and a testimony to the world right. of how how real friendship is different and how it can be a godly, God honoring testimony. Yeah, it can stand the test of time and overcome things that that you know people in the world are dropping friendships left and right for right. the smallest things, and we don't. You know, that's not that's not how God does things. Exactly. Okay, so as we get into this, um, you know, these are our. Uh, Final practical steps are our resource. How should we develop biblical friendship by Haken and Beaky? Super helpful. These are the last five of the practical steps that they have given to us for what you're wanting to look for. Are you doing these things in your friendships? Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you do these things, it'll help deepen those friendships. Yeah, exactly. So the first one on this is be together. We talked about this before about proximity, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to spend time with your friend. I mean, this goes hand in hand with some of the other things that we talked about. But how is this distinct? Yeah, I think that that's exactly right. It is distinct because because what we've been talking about so far is is using the time to build friendships, to talk, to do all of those other things. But this is more about being comfortable with one another 
regardless of what's going on. And, and, and so, you know, if have you ever thought about the fact that I just remember when I've been trying to build new friendships, you can't, you can't just sit there quietly mm. for a long period of time. Yeah. You feel like it's awkward. Super weird. You have to fill the silence with some kind of question or something. Yeah, so or you gotta like, like do something like, okay, what are we going to go do? Right? right. Yeah. We were meeting people last night at our discover Oak kill. And so I feel like I, need to ask questions, you know, right. and, and because I don't know these people very well, but yeah. if it was you and me sitting there at dinner and I didn't have anything to say to you, we would just be like, yeah, just sit there we and just eat. hang out. Yeah. I, I imagine, honestly, like what I imagine is just like two guys who, who have known each other their whole life going out fishing. Like, mm. that's kind of what I think about mm-hmm. is just like, we're just fishing. We're hanging out. Like they don't, they don't need to talk because they love each other. Like they already know everything about each other. And and they will talk, of course. And when you know when things happen, they're going to deal with it. But, but they're so comfortable. They've known each other for so long that uh, that they just enjoy being together. Yeah. Um, just because. So there's another aspect to this, though. I think you know being together is not only about just spending the good times together. It's also about being willing to walk in the bad times with That's somebody. Good. You know, uh, I know some of the deepest friendship building I have had has been actually walking through the hardest times with some of my friends and you know, the, the way we got through it was not, you know, by, we didn't even, we weren't like going through counseling together. We weren't just talking our feelings out. We were just together. We were just being together and that's really how we got through it all. So, yeah, I think just the ability to show up and be there, that's what makes a a good solid friend. You know, it reminds me of that movie that uh, Keanu Reeves was in. Uh, where he was a coach, a baseball coach for inner city team. Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't seen this one. And uh, at the end of the movie, he just says, I'm amazed at your ability to show up. Mm. And, you know, of all the circumstances of their life, the hardships of their life, their ability to just show up and be there for each other to play baseball together was one of the, the things that, that, you know, spoke to him the most. And I think with friends, that's, that's, what it is. It's the ability to show up. Even when your friend says, you know, Hey, I, I don't want you here. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, you, you know, now they may really mean that, but oftentimes they don't mean that. Right. And they're trying to be uh, thoughtful about your feelings right. and your time. And you're like, no, no, I, I'm I want to be here. Yep. I'm here. Yep. Yeah. That, okay. So that principle that you just talking about, how can that help our families? What is, what is we as maybe parents, need to be thinking about in regard to our families and helping build them up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think being, being a constant presence in our uh, child's life, you know, being there for them mm-hmm. um, available, yeah. you know, and not, you know, again, you have to walk a fine line cause you don't want to inject yourself or, or force yourself right. into every situation. Some things they have to be able to learn to deal with themselves, mm-hmm. but that being said, uh, being being around and being available and, and just being there. Yeah, and I think proving, like what I'm hearing you say is like proving that you're dependable, like I'm going to be there. Yeah. And, and helping them realize like that's an, a valuable thing that's uh, to be a part of your character. Right. So, you know, we want to teach our kids through example, but also through, you know, teaching. Right. That uh, when you when you care about somebody, you be there for them. Yeah, you, yeah. Your kids need to know that you're going to show up no matter what. Yeah, and that that no you know, no matter you know what they do, how how bad things get, mm. you're going to show up. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Allen actually uh, has some really good uh, insight in some of his sermons. He's even talked about 
the need to just be there for your kids mm -hmm. through thick and thin. Yeah. So same thing for your, your wives. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Or that, husbands. Yeah, that's right. Um, so okay. what's the next thing? Yeah. So this kind of segues right into it. I think in it's the idea of, of trusting together. This is where I think, I think this can get tricky um, because you know, the Bible even tells us that we have to be careful uh, in trusting ourselves to to people. Don't trust people, trust the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's because the Bible is recognizing the sinfulness of man. But then the Bible also does talk about, you know, having close friends and, and trusting your, you know, trusting your friends. Yeah, how do you know when you have that trust? Uh, well, I think this is a this is a time thing. I think a lot of this has to do with having wisdom, taking a lot of time and ultimately you have to have confidence in the Lord because y you have to realize, and we talked about this in previous episodes, people are going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. So like trusting does not mean, ex you know, expecting them to never hurt you. Mm -hmm. Trusting them means knowing that and being willing to walk through that. And I think there's a difference between being a wise person who is working all that out and being a pessimist who is just like, well, I can never trust anybody. You know, you got to earn my trust sort of thing. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think a true friend is somebody you can share your innermost thoughts and feelings with mm -hmm. and know that they're going to help you walk through that and not just go blab those things out to everybody. Yeah. You know, but you're right. It does take time. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes you have to literally like say out loud. I know we joke about... Um, you know, like in that movie, they're like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, uh -huh. but I think sometimes it's, it's okay to acknowledge like, Hey, we're friends. We're moving into a phase to where I am trusting you. Yeah. You know, I remember in, uh, in seminary, we had these, these, this couple friend and, um, we would hang out all the time with them and we were getting to the point where it's like, okay, what do you guys want for dinner? Uh, maybe pizza, but, but if you guys want something different, we're okay. Right, and right, it's right. like, you're always qualifying. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay. We're past this. If you want something, mm -hmm. say it. If you don't want something, say it. Right. And we'll be honest with one another. And then if, you know, w w w we love each other enough at this yeah. point to be honest with one another and trust each other. Yeah, we trust. Yeah, we trust that we're not just going to get offended at everything. Right. 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 And, and I think that's good. You know, in our resource, they talk about the fact that this is something that you have to, you, you cannot trust together if you are not you have to be vulnerable but you have to do that wisely which yeah. means you have to do that in steps and over time so you can't just never be vulnerable or there will never be trust but you also don't want to just like you know pour your guts out on somebody yeah. who's, who's a new friend you take time and take steps has that ever happened to you before Yes. Like, oh, okay. Great. Yes. Thanks for sharing. Right. That's and I, I'll be honest, I've definitely done that because, you know, especially if it's somebody that I like a lot and I'm like, wow, I just think you're awesome. And so you do that and you're like, uh, I probably should not have, because then that gets a little overwhelming. I'm oversharing at this point. <laughs> so I need to step it back a little bit. I'm really sorry. You did not need to know that. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, you got to do that over time, but you also need to be a loyal and faithful person mm -hmm. as well. So, like, you have to be the one that they can take steps of vulnerability with. Yeah, I think if you're always complaining, like, no one trusts me or or mm. nobody confides in me, then I think you have to kind of examine, are you are you confidable? Mm. Are, you, are you loyal? 
yeah. to your friends? Or is it like you're looking for an opportunity to take that information and go share with somebody else? Yeah. And if you're that kind of friend, then people will figure that out very quickly and they will not share with you. They will not be friends with you. Yep. And, and, so and, and th- th- this is hard because a lot of times people will take information and share with others because they think that will endear them or engender them to somebody else. Yeah. That's by true. sharing a secret or sharing secret information with somebody else. And you see this a lot with teenagers, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I think we've got to teach our teenagers that you no, know, when you've, when, when someone feels like they can trust you to share something, uh, you have to honor that and keep that, to yourself. That's right. Yeah. And that and if sometimes, you don't have permission to share, you, right. you don't share. Sometimes that just takes discipline. You know, I, I, I'm trying to give, you know, benefit of the doubt. And I know when I have uh, messed up in this area, it's usually not because I'm like maliciously trying to, you know, hurt somebody. It's normally because I'm just not disciplining myself to keep my mouth shut. You know what I mean? And so that's what we've got to do is, is, is apply these practical things. Like just, just, be quiet. Don't talk about this thing to other people. And so the the issue is in relationships, there can be times where we have like suspicions against each other, mm-hmm. right? Where you kind of like wonder, like, is this person really my friend? Or, you know, why is this person hanging out with that person? And mm-hmm. are they my friend or are they their, per-? you know, all this stuff. I think teenagers really wrestle with this, but let's be honest, adults definitely yeah, deal that, with this too. Yeah, that stems from our insecurity yeah. Uh, oftentimes, you know, and so you have to, we got to keep that in check because it's like, um, when somebody gets, when somebody is mad or frustrated, mm. you know, used to be that you would always assume it's, it's because of you. Right. Right. But now right. I assume unless they say to me that I have made them mad or frustrated that I'm like, well, maybe they had a bad day. Maybe someone else got under their skin. You know, I just assume that has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. because how narcissistic is it for us to assume that ev- that we have so much effect over everybody else that everybody is it's reacting us. to us or yeah. thinking about us. Yeah. And that's not true. And so now it's good to assume that they're just going through something and you can just say, Hey, I'm here for you. Yep. Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, two really good kind of ways to handle this, uh, this suspicion or dealing with those sorts of things. When, when there's no clear conflict, you're just, you're just kind of thinking things. Well, the first thing to do is to reject gossip, mm-hmm. right? Proverbs sixteen twenty eight: a perverse man spreads strife and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Proverbs 17, 9, he who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. Mm-hmm. So you reject gossip. Uh, that's the first thing is, is gossip is the killer of friendships. Right. Um, you know, whether true or false information is being spread, it's, it's ruining things. Yeah. So we got to reject that. Yeah. We can't assume we've got to ask questions. You know, it's not bad to go into someone and say, Hey, I heard this, or you were acting like this. Help me understand Mm -hmm. what, what's going on without thinking. Yeah. Without thinking, you know, yeah, I think that's a really important thing. So, so as you're growing in this trust for one another, uh, there are some things, I think some of these things we're going to talk about next are, are kind of, um, if we're honest, awkward. I think these are some of the things that when we think about, we're going to go, oh, that's, that doesn't feel normal Mm. to do. Um, and so what's, what's the next one that we're going to get to? Yeah. The next one is pray together. Yeah. Do you, do first of all, do you think that's true? Do you think like praying together just like well it's only awkward awkward? because it's only awkward because it's not it's not normalized it's not something we do on a normal basis if if prayer feels awkward to us Mm. 
then it's because we're not we're not doing it. <laughs> that's a bad thing, right? <laughs> so maybe you know? that's a yeah. Or if we feel like when somebody brings up prayer, it's like, oh, they're just trying to be super spiritual. Yeah. You know, that happens too. And that stems from our own insecurities because we feel like maybe we we don't have a robust enough prayer life, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah, that was good, Brian. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do think, though, I mean, I think and there's times where praying together or just saying, hey, let's pray about that right now. Um, there's a temptation to not be the weirdo um, or to not be, you know, you're trying to check your motives and make sure you're not being the super spiritual person. Um, or maybe maybe you are, you know, trying to do that. And so there's some things to think about. But ultimately, praying together is so important because you are talking to God with your other friend about their life or about your lives together. And uh, I don't think that this is a merely spiritual thing. I think it's a very, really, when you think about it, it's a really normal thing because mm. it's really just three friends talking together. Mm, that's good. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, we talked about the Lord being our greatest and best friend. And so, yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's, uh, it's something that should feel uh, more, more comfortable, you know, and it does unite our hearts in a different way. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it helps me when I think about reading the Bible, praying. I, when I think about it as if it's just a normal, a normal person that I'm talking to and not the God of the universe, it helps me do it more naturally. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like if you pray for somebody out loud together, that there, there's something about that that just has a, a way of endearing yourselves to to one another. Have you ever experienced that when people pray for you or when you pray for other people? Does that happen oh, to yeah, you too? Oh yeah, most definitely. There's a spiritual connection. You feel closer to that person in that moment and then even after that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's such a weird... Uh, I remember when this first happened to me. I was a young man and I had this uh, mentor in my life and uh, and we were talking through some Bible passages and um, and when we got done, he was like, okay, well, let's just pray together. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I'm imagining like he's going to pray and then we're going to be done. <laughs> well, he prays and uh, and then he's like, okay, you pray. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I, I, you know, I pray. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to pray some more. And I was like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> and so he prays some more. And we go back and forth like five or six times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember thinking, this is so weird at first. But then later on, I realized like, that, how is that any different than a normal conversation? Right. We're just including God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it and it was amazing how much I respected and loved this guy for doing something that was so unusual to me. Mm-hmm. So we had to pray together. I think if we're not doing that, then we're we're trying to be friends with each other, and we're kind of excluding God a little bit. Mm. Um, so what's our next one here, Brian? Yeah, repent together. Mm-hmm. This is uh, so it goes <laughs> Super back. Super easy. It goes back. <laughs> Two episodes, really, when we talked about conflict and, and confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just kind of the practical step of that. And, uh, you know, this verse here, Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Mm. Have you seen that uh, play out in uh, in your own life? Oh, yeah. I mean... It's amazing how many times I've had people have to say things that I don't want to hear 
but have been the best things for me to hear. Yeah. And I love them for saying it. Right. I, I thank them. I'm well, like that just glad means, they did. Right. That means that they care about you and care enough to share with you helpful information that is going to, to help you yeah. not, or, or to share that you, you've offended them in this way rather than a, uh, an enemy is going to, you know, blow smoke, you right. know, they're going to tell you what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. Well, it makes me think of like, if you're driving down the road and you see somebody in, in their vehicle and like, they've they let's say they got a flat tire or their engine smoking or something and they're just driving along and they have no idea like you might look like a crazy person they might even think that you're mad at them at first when you're trying to wave them down and be right. like your car's about to be on fire but how thankful are they right. when they realize like oh my goodness my engine was smoking and i had no idea mm -hmm. um I think that's how friends need to be thinking about one another. Yeah. We've, we've got each other's back. And we've got a plug uh, for our repentance episode that is coming out at some point in the future. Yes. And how what, what does biblical repentance look like? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think if you listen to that episode, that will help you kind of put this piece together because repentance is uh, not just... Uh, you know, saying you're sorry. It's not just feeling sorry. Right. There's, there's a process, there's action that goes along with that. So yeah. I don't want to steal that thunder, but no, that's Yeah. I I'm do glad want, I do want to plug that. I forgot that we recorded that for a future. Uh, yeah. So that's coming out. That's um, one of our baby episodes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, one of the things that from our resource that I thought was really interesting is they, they talked about this idea of the sandwich principle, which is, is kind of a nice way to, to, to talk about it, but what kind of sandwich. Oh man, a big one. <laughs> like a Dagwood? A Dagwood? <laughs> well, according to this principle. Do people even know what a Dagwood is? Do you I, know what a Dagwood is? I did not, but you have taught me and and I have I love Dagwood sandwiches now that I know what it is. See, I grew up in a time when we still got the paper and uh -huh. every day, every day mm -hmm. I read the comics. Yes. And so Dagwood was a comic and he made these sandwiches that were like two, three foot tall, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And he would eat it like in one bite. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, it was actually the the, the name of the comic was Blondie. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was his yeah, wife's absolutely. name. And then he was Dagwood. And he was yeah. Dagwood. <laughs> anyway. No, that's a great... That, that's a great... Let's talk about the sandwich principle. Well, well, if this is a Dagwood sandwich, then that might be a bad thing, okay? <laughs> because the, the idea is... The, the loaves of bread are like encouragement. So you want to start... If you have something that you need to go and talk to your, to your friend about, you start with encouragement... You then you fill the sandwich with the, some some constructive criticism, and you and you end the sandwich with some encouragement. So yeah, it's better if the sandwich is smaller in this situation, um, because. But the point is, this is for your friend. This is not an enemy. You're not yeah. trying to hurt them. You're trying to help them, and so you encourage them and help them see good things, and then you show them some stuff that maybe they got to work on. And if you are a good friend hearing these things, then the, the, the idea is to seriously consider what they've been saying. And if you see truth in what they're saying, then you see, you simply admit your faults. Repentance begins with admitting your faults, mm. right? And so you do that and then you, and then you ask for forgiveness and it has to be greeted. Repentance has to be greeted with forgiveness in order for friendships to work. Right. And you can't be, um, you, you cannot have a friendship that, that you hold up, you hold grudges or you constantly are bringing things up. You yes. Know, I think first Corinthians 13 has a lot to say about this. Many times that passage is used in uh, weddings. 
mm-hmm. and talking about uh, love for a spouse. Right. But actually, it's just love. That verse is talking about love for the church mm. and how the church, how the Christians should act. And so if we translate that, you know, love is patient, love is kind. One of the biggest ones there is love keeps no records of wrong. Right. And so with our friends, if we truly love them, then we drop the grudges. You know, it's not that we, you know, because it's like, it's like God, when we say, um, yeah, he, God forgets, forgets. he doesn't forget because God can't forget, but he chooses not to remember. He chooses not to bring it up again. Right. And so as a true friend, real forgiveness, Mm -hmm. if you've really forgiven somebody, then you're going to choose not to bring that up again. Now you may actually forget because we forget things sometimes, but you're, you know, I can't walk around at church with people that have offended me and keep thinking about what somebody did 10 years ago, right. because I will not be able to minister effectively or love them the way God has called me to the same thing with our friends. Yeah. I, I really think that this, when you live this out, repenting and forgiving together biblically, when you really do this, I, I think of it kind of being like, um, like a broken bone. I think that it actually ends up making the relationship stronger, similar to how, when, when bones are, are broken, but then set back together and then they heal together. I mean, everyone that I've talked to with the bones that I've broken, the, the thing that they keep saying is like, no, that's actually the stronger part of your leg now. Um, and so you, you might feel it, but you have to choose to, to keep walking on it because you know, it's strong. And, um, so what I found in relationships is that whenever I've walked through this, They've actually gotten better. Mm. I mean, I just think about you and me, and I love, you know, any of the students who have been on middle school mission week or any mission trips or anything like that. You know, they've seen us, um, you know, have to work on things. Nothing, like, super serious, but, you know. That one time we got in the fist fight, but that's, you know, we've forgotten about that. No, yeah, that's right. Um, that never happened. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have to clarify. We've never physically had an altercation. Um, Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but our 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 relationship gets stronger through all of those things. Yeah. And so, you know, as this happens, and this is our last practical step. And this one's kind of interesting because it's it is practical, but it also doesn't seem like it is. Um, it's the idea you have to hope mm. together, right? So, how do you help your friend hope? Mm. What do you What do you think, Brian? Well, I think I think. The key to this is is you have to really know the person mm. and have a genuine love for them because you cannot, uh, you know, I, I, the key to this is encouragement, but you can't do that unless you really know them. It's, mm. it's hard. It's going to fall flat. Like, you know, people in your yes. life will encourage you, but it means so much more when you know it's genuine and mm-hmm. not just, you know, it feels, yeah, just words or flattery. You know, it's like if, if somebody in, you know, say I, I fill the pulpit and I preach, a lot of times people, you know, a couple people will come up and say, oh, that, that's great. You know, that was good. If you came up and you said, hey, I thought that was really good, that would mean more to me, you know, mm-hmm. because I know that, you know, even if you shared with me, like, hey, that, that, point could have been stronger here or that argument could have been stronger here, but I really liked what you did here. Yeah. You know, that means more to me than, uh, than another person in the audience. I don't know very well. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm glad you point pulled that out because I, I hadn't even thought about that aspect of, of how encouragement 
can be more encouraging <laughs> or less encouraging depending on how strong the relationship already is. And, um, you know, how all that works out is, is not, I'm not really sure how that all works out, but, um, but, it, but that's a great point. And that is what it's about, right? Encouraging each other, but not just, not just like, this is something that I've, I've learned when you tell somebody to encourage somebody else, sometimes you have to make sure that they know that they're supposed to be truthful. Mm. You know, like you, you encourage people with ultimately with mm -hmm. God's truth, with the promises mm -hmm. of God's words, you don't just tell them nice things. Yeah, well, that's where it's like flattery, you know? Yes. And that's where if you have a true friend, they're going to be honest with you, and you know you can trust what they say. Right, yeah, So because they're, they're not flattering you. They're, they're, being, they're being honest. So we have to point people to God's promises. What I can't stand is when people... And that doesn't mean that you're... I want to qualify that. Yeah. You don't want to be overly you don't want to be overly negative yes. either. No, no. Yeah. No, you can be you can be fully just, you know, positive in what you're saying as long as it's true. Um but the other side, I do you see this too where people believe something good but it's not something that's been promised to them. I'm trying to think of a, a great example, but like I just see in in the world, it's kind of like health, well, wealth, gospel type right. stuff. Right. Well, we always try to fulfill the promises of God in our own um, in our own way, or we we qualify those with how we want to have them fulfilled yes, in our lives. Yes. And the Bible says in Second Corinthians that all of the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. That's right. And so if we're looking for answers to God's promises outside of Jesus, outside of Christ, then we're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. If I'm trying to uh, say, well, God owes this to me, or God uh, is, is going to fulfill this promise, that promise, you have to qualify that and say, mm -hmm. is that promise already fulfilled in Christ Jesus? Right. Or how do I, how do I understand that rightly in light of that? And so I think people do uh, miss misread and misinterpret in that way mm -hmm. yeah it's like yeah i don't know if that's what you're looking that's for that's exactly off, what i was thinking off track no no that's exactly what i was thinking and um and i think we have to remember that the promises are in the bible it's like i'm thinking about this like sometimes i'll ask people questions when i'm teaching the bible and i'll ask them a question and the answer is literally in the text yeah and sometimes we just we need friends who are going to point us to what the Bible says. Yes. Not to what we think about the Bible, but what the Bible says. And then just believe what it says. And th those are the promises of God. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the Bible says is that we are sojourners and travels in this world. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we put our hopes and dreams in what's happening in this life and in this world yeah. right now. Well that's not going to help us out in the long run. Yeah. It makes me think of Pilgrim's progress a lot and how Christian had his friend faithful, you know, that traveled. What are you laughing at? You did you at read, did you read a resource? Uh, they talked about this in our resource say, for this point. If I say no, will I get in trouble? No, I, I'm going to be super <laughs> impressed. I'm like, I did I'm not like, read ahead. Yes, this is awesome. Okay, okay go ahead. Right. Go ahead. But he has his, his friend faithful, you know, yeah. and you know, they're not together the whole journey. And they, they end up separating and coming back together and these type of things. But, you know, I think that um, the, the the point is that we're going to have these companions that are going to help us walk this Christian journey. So I think they—I just read this uh, right, you know, right before recording this, and I didn't put it in here, but you brought it up, and it's a great point. I think they talked—didn't Faithful in Pilgrim's Progress get uh, martyred in— 
Um, yes. Yeah, so he gets martyred, and then the friend that, that comes along next is hopeful. Yes. And so you have these two companions. You have Faithful, who's who's with him along the way, but he's faithful to the Lord and gets martyred mm-hmm. for it. And then you have Hopeful, who is with uh, you know, Christian and walking with him, but he is pointing him to the goal, to the mm-hmm. end. Right. And, um, that's, and he has other, and he has other, uh, false friends. Yeah. If you haven't read Pilgrim's Progress, you need to read it. There's yeah. a lot about friendship in that too. Mm-hmm. Brian actually has a great, uh, YouTube, oh, gosh. uh, some good YouTube <laughs> yeah, videos. That's the kid's version <laughs> of the, the little Pilgrim's Progress. If you got kids though, like, yeah. like go, go oh, let funny. them watch this. It's good stuff. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. Anyways, continue. No, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but yes, hope together, encourage one another on this journey, yeah. you know, knowing that, you know, I love like at seminary, they always had this phrase, you know, we meet to part and we part to meet. Yeah. And so however long you're with someone, however long they're in your life, you know, there are people that you get to, you know, God blesses us to be able to spend a lot mm-hmm. of time together. If, if God would call one of us away, we would continue our relationship, right. but it would be different you yeah. know it would it would be changed a little bit because we wouldn't be around each other so much but you know we've just got to cherish the time that we are around the people that we're around yeah. and that that seminary phrase where it's like we meet to part we know that we're going to go away go from one ways. another but then we part to meet we're going to meet together and Again. spend time together and so yeah. those friends will be friends in eternity forever, those Christian brothers and sisters. And we can and we can hope in that. I, I love that. Like we don't have to uh, bemoan like if you have to move away or you can't be together all the time. We don't have to bemoan that because in the new heavens and new earth, I mean I, I'd say this to the students sometimes, like I don't know, maybe we're gonna spend every day together for a billion years. And then maybe for another billion years we won't see each other. But then maybe for another billion years we're gonna hang out every other day. You know, like <laughs> It's it, we're gonna we're gonna have it's it's limitless limitless possibilities mm-hmm. of friendship, and that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm I'm hoping in that, and that's what we need to help point each other to, um, so that we can so that we can walk through this life. Yes. Um, so, we we've we've come to the end of our the practical steps. We've come to the end of our series on friendship. Uh, is there anything just off the top of your head, Brian, that you think was just an important thing that we've talked about? Something that I, I stuck just think, with you? I just think friendship is, is very important and it's underrated. I think is the stage of life. You know, we go through stages of life to where our teenage years and our college years, even young adults, friends are, are, are everything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and who our friends are, they help shape us and mold us. As we get kids, it, it, we struggle because yeah. our time is very limited. We have jobs and we have children and we have basketball and baseball and you know just all the things. And so we've got to not let our friendship, first of all, with our wife suffer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, our, with our children. And then we have to have those people around us and we have to really invest. So it's not as if you're saying, because I'm spending time with another person, you know, another guy spending time with a guy or, or guys doing things that we should feel guilty about that or right. ladies, the same thing. We need to invest in those friendships and not just wait till we're empty nesters again. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Cause then you come back to that and you're like, how do I do this again? Uh, you know what I mean? And I see that. I think that's one of the things I've been noticing is, is how easy it is to forget how to be a friend. Right. I mean, through and these good, different stages. And good godly friends will help keep you on track. 
Yes. You know, there will be other people in our lives that can pull us away from the Lord. But if you have good godly friendships, they will help keep you on track following the Lord. And so when times get tough in your marriage, yeah, when parenting gets hard, when tragedies of life happen, you need those friends to help you to stay faithful to the Lord. Right. And I think that's what makes, you know, friends, godly friends so important is that they're ultimately really just helping you get back to your highest priority of friendship. But that's God. Like they're your best friends are the ones who are helping you be best friends with God. Yeah. They're, they're helping you. I would encourage you, you know, we talked about this before you need to be friends with a various amount of people Mm -hmm. in your life, Christians, non-Christians, but your closest friends need to be Christians. If yeah. you're a believer, you need to have other believers that you are really close to that can encourage you, that can uh, you know, call you to repentance, that can do all of these things. Yeah. Because um, it's just so important. And if and if all you're surrounded by is unbelievers, that's that's gonna be detrimental to your faith. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really hard to keep God as your highest priority. And so in in choosing these things, you need to be wise and you need to have right expectations in knowing that those people, even those super, um, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're super godly, but the Christians who are your close friends, they're still sinners saved by grace. So they're still going to sin against you and you're going to sin against them. And that's why we've got to apply these practical, uh, steps to our friendships. But ultimately, you know, having a deep and abiding friendship is possible. Mm-hmm. I know I know it's easy to think it's not because it's so hard, but it is possible and it should be pursued for the enjoyment of life and the encouragement of our faith. Yeah. Friendship makes life so much better and it makes faith so much easier. That's good. I think. So I hope that this has been helpful for yeah. our listeners. I know it's helpful for me. Um, yeah, if you have any feedback, uh, let us know. Have, has this series been helpful to you? Has it been encouraging? Do you do you hate it? Do you, yeah, yeah there, let us know. No, I'm kidding. Are there <laughs> things that you missed, that we missed, you know? Right. Um, please let us know. You can email us, f4l at oakhillbc.org. You can message us on social media. Uh, you can, um, we, we'd love to hear feedback mm-hmm. um, and ideas on future episodes, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, we would would love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, there are some things that are going to be coming up. What are some of the things that we're going to be addressing here? In yeah, we're going to be episodes? talking about repentance, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about, we've got another episode that we're going to do on a biblical balance. Yes. On um, freedom in Christ versus servant of Christ. Mm-hmm. See kind of where the balance is in that. And then we'll probably have another pastor's perspective coming out in a little bit. So yep. we're trying to get ahead of the game uh, a little bit and have some episodes ready in the can so that when we have this busy season come up with baby and spring break and uh, events and you have yeah. a retreat coming winter retreat coming up, yeah. Easter egg hunt. We want to have a few weeks out and then we'll keep recording and we'll have a new keep series episodes uh, for you. Eventually. TBD. It's on TBD. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time. Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church.
Brian. What I do? I did nothing. You're just like staring at me. You're like, oh, I, was, you're, I didn't mean to do you're that. Like, I like I have my eyes closed, and you're looking at me like this. I, I didn't mean to do eyes. that. I was. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. One more time. Here we go. Here we go. 